I got to run, man. I appreciate it. All right. Peace, hey, everybody. Let's go to David. Hey, David. Oh, yeah. Howdy. Uh, you know, a couple of things. I heard you talking to Gaza there a minute ago, and um, I, I don't know if you've heard about the oil they've discovered underneath Gaza, but if you think about... Uh, you know, say like in America, we've had Indian reservations. It used to be the worst land that you'd slam all the Indians onto. And then all of a sudden they discover oil underneath the reservation. And then they all of a sudden want that land back. So uh, that's what's going on in Gaza. That used to be the worst land. Egypt didn't want it. Israel didn't want it. And so they made the Gaza walled city and slammed all those people in there about 20, 30 years ago. And then all of a sudden, 2019, they announced that they found hundreds of billions of dollars worth of oil. And if you just do a quick Google search of Gaza oil, you'll see a news story that uh, came out about uh, two weeks ago that Chevron has, Chevron has the drilling rights out there. Mm -hmm. So it seems like a good idea to boycott Chevron, and then maybe this thing would calm down. No, I don't think it, it's going to calm down even with, say, the oil interest off the table. Because I, I think this goes deeper than just economic interest. Well, the fact sadly. that they got some American hostages, let's not take that off the table. Right. Well, it, it, it's, it, it, to me, there's two sets of ponies. Uh, you know, if it's the Holy Land, then the Jews uh, are supposed to be managing God's property. And that oil would be God's property. And then the Muslims are supposed to be so holy, and they're managing God's property in Gaza, right? Mm -hmm. Well, either way, Chevron ends up with the drilling rights. Mm -hmm. So it's what they call merchants in the temple. And you remember Jesus started turning over tables yep. about a thing like that. Well, and, and the uh, equation you just laid out, too, it's got to make Chevron God, which I don't, I'm not comfortable with that. Chevron is definitely not God. <laughs> right. They've they've been involved in a whole lot of wars for years, mm -hmm. and and plan the propaganda as if it's two religions fighting each other, when in fact it has to do with the oil. So I think that's the real ugly truth. And sooner we get that uh, fixed, uh, the sooner things will go easy. The other thing, I, I, that previous caller, he was just talking about you know who to choose, whether it be Biden or or Trump. I don't know if you ever heard about the corporate state, but this was uh, before World War II. There was Mussolini in Italy, and mm -hmm. he was trying to figure out uh, a government that would suit the corporations. And you would have this round table of government, and all of the biggest monopolies would sit at the round table. And the people would get to elect a president, but the president would be only one person at that round table. And so that guy would have to be utterly clever and wise and powerful to be able to deal with all the different monopolies. Well, so the, when it comes to the election, the monopolies don't want the people to elect somebody uh, wise and clever and, and powerful. They want to elect either a, an utter fool or another toad. Now, in the case of Biden, he was the senator from Delaware for, what, 40 years? Right. And... Delaware is the state where all of the corporations that want to pay the least amount of taxes go. So Delaware is the cheapskate state for corporations to register in. And, sen and he was senator from the cheapskate state. On the other hand, you had Donald Trump, who was somewhere in between organized crime and an utter, uh, utter vain fool.
Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of guy that uh, the corporations would like, is an utter vain fool. Uh, somebody who would be so fixed on himself, he wouldn't know what was going on. And uh, so I'm very suspicious about the corporate state. That's what China is right now. That's what Russia is right now. And the United States is rapidly moving toward the corporate state. Yeah, and I I would disagree somewhat on Trump because of how much people are, including, say, like corporate media, is trying to get him out of there. But I think you're right in general that the, sadly, the uh, Italian fascism, Mussolini and all that um, influenced the world, including the United States, way too much. And um, But, yeah, I, why would tr- they want Trump when it seems like most of the powers that be do not want him and are trying to do everything in their damnedest to keep him out of there? Well, in terms of, it's kind of interesting. If you think about, uh, I don't know if you've been pay, paying attention over in Texas, they got a really dirty attorney general over there. And the attorney general is just letting all sorts of really dirty laws slide. Uh, he's, he's a danger to their clean laws, and he's a... a, a no, I think Ken Paxson's a hero of the republic, probably, in the making. Well, he's the corporate state in its way, because... He's given away the store for Texas. You know, those guys are, I, I, I pay attention to energy issues, for mm-hmm. example. And uh, in when you think about Enron, Enron got caught because uh, the federal government started chasing them. The state wasn't going to chase them, but the, uh, but the federal government did. So recently, the state of Texas made a law that said that they could not buy electricity across state lines. They can't buy it from New Mexico. They can't buy it from Louisiana. They can't buy it from Oklahoma. And so Texas has frozen all of the electricity within the state. And so now if the electric company decides to cheat people, the federal government can't protect them. It can only be the the attorney general, Ken Paxton. And if you've been paying attention to those big freezes, the, the they had, what, 60 days of of above 109 degrees. So those people were paying like $1,000 a month in electric bills just to uh, keep their place down, you know, in air conditioning. But why is wanting to remove the interstate nexus and only be Texas-based a sign that they just want to do people dirty, dirty, (laughs) dirty? Why is trying to get out from, say, the federal thumb always a suggestion that the state's going to do a bad thing with it? Maybe they're trying to be more efficient and want to do other things that the feds wouldn't allow. Why, well, it, it, you know, it's what you call full faith and credit. You would look at it as united, we stand, divided, we fall. If they've got a, like, hurricanes hitting Texas, that's happened a lot. Uh, you know, the power lines are down or the, you know, somehow mm-hmm. or another grid needs to be replenished from Louisiana or Oklahoma or whatever. Uh, that's united, we stand, divided, you fall. And in And they've had enough hurricanes down there that they know that they need the the backup, but they they came up specifically with a law that they cannot have federal oversight of whether or not the people of Texas are being cheated. And that's something that Ken Paxton did, and, and Governor Abbott did. So I think that they're about to fleece the crap out of, uh, out of Texas, and uh, they've only gotten started. That big freeze that happened, uh, what was it, about five, seven years ago, and all of the pipes were breaking and the roofs were caving in because of the ice on the roof. And the electricity uh, grid was down and people were being overcharged like crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
that was the the overcharging is the trick. Uh, there are people who like the right, super David. Rich. David, like I don't know all the ins and outs in, in Texas politics, so uh, I yeah. appreciate you going down this rabbit hole. But I, I got to hit a break, man. Thanks for the call. Yeah. Well, the bigger thing is is that the corporations love it when there's no regulations, and that's okay. you know, no, they actually they love regulations because they can create all sorts of rent-seeking behavior in the law. They can beat their competitors over the head with the regulations. Uh, I, I, you'd have to give me an, an example of that. But Say I, I the pharmaceutical industry and how they're regulated by the FDA. It's a complete regulatory capture. And if you want to talk about the corporate state, it's this blurring between public institutions and private institutions that we see in big pharma. You certainly see it with the military contractors. And you see it in a lot of cases across the banking sector in particular. Like, where does the private and the public end and begin? And I think that's more a sign of, say, corporate fascism, especially on the economic front, than anything else. And if I'm a big corporation that's gotten a big market position, I would love to defend my position, not by competing on the market, but by getting special favors from the politicians in D.C. And it's also the other way around, where the politicians in D.C. or anywhere else are extorting these businesses that get successful. So you're going to play the game or you're not. Yeah, I'll just wrap up real quick with the, the fascism is designed for monopolies. And so crushing the competition so there's only one dairy, there's no, when there's right. only one trucking, when there's only uh, one steel, you know, all of the different... Uh, uh, right. The fascism is really monopolies, not, not uh, competition in, in different right. sectors. And in, in all these sectors, I don't think we have that much competition, but I appreciate the call, man. 272-9228. Are y'all okay today? Am I okay? I could use a shot. Yeah, me too. Hair of the dog, you know. Like that gum. Okay. Fascinating calls. Romex anglers commenting. Um, Don't be agitated, Joey. It's Friday. Don't tell me what to do. Can we just go get that shot? Now? Joey, I only saw you drink three beers last night. <laughs> Actually, I drank a good bit of scotch. Non-peated. Hey, what's at this break? Hi. The premier place the river region turns to for news, weather, traffic, and opinions. News Talk 93.1 FM, WACV.